Welcome to the Little Way Farm and Homestead podcast. Little Way Farm and Homestead is a regenerative and educational farm in southeastern Indiana. Motivated by the Catholic faith, we strive to inspire, encourage, and support the development of homesteads and small-scale farms in faith and virtue. I'm Matthew. And I'm Carissa. We're excited for you to join us on the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Little Way Farm and Homestead podcast. This episode included guests Alex and Melissa D. of the Saints Alive podcast. We have found that storytelling is particularly important to developing a homestead that brings forth a place of encouragement, excitement, and wonder amongst children. The stories of the saints are unique as their commitments to God are inspiring and challenging, and we're grateful to Alex and Melissa and all of the team members of the Saints Alive podcast for their work to bring these stories to our children and many more families throughout the world. If you find this episode inspiring, we encourage you to share it with friends and family. And again, we thank you for joining us on the Little Way Farm and Homestead podcast. Let's get into the episode. Alex and Melissa, we thank you for joining us today, and we're extremely excited to have a conversation with you all today, learn a little bit more about the Saints Alive podcast, and hear a little bit about the Catholic faith in your home. Yeah, we'd love to start by asking you guys just to introduce yourselves a little bit and tell us how you got started with the Saints Alive podcast. Great. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, Um, this is awesome. I can start. So my name's Melissa and I am the producer and head editor for our podcast. We got started because um, my husband and his best friend Tanner are actors and filmmakers. They were out in Hollywood for over five years and I wanted to help them continue to tell stories that would move hearts to Christ. The short version is after a lot of prayer and discernment, we finally decided that this was something we could do outside of Hollywood that would still, you know, hone in on their talents and hopefully move hearts to Christ. And it's just kind of taken off from there. But I'll let Alex introduce himself too. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Um, yeah, my name is Alex and yeah, we're the D's. We um, started Saints Alive in 2021. And yeah, I was out in LA pursuing acting and film for five years. And I just came to a point, I quickly came to a point, I didn't move out to LA in a and like naive to this, but I knew that if I wanted to be a storyteller and working in what's called the industry, air quotes, um, that I was going to have to be someone who was like a resistance storyteller, basically trying to get stories made that I felt needed to be made, that were worthy to be made, and that I could be a part of because there just wasn't anything for me to be inspired to be a part of. So that was kind of just like the quick realization I came to and uh, kind of took like five years of me still kicking and screaming, trying to do things only my way before uh, Saints Alive was finally born out of a lot of prayer. And yeah, as uh, Melissa said, like we just, um, we left LA and came to the realization that we're going to have to figure out how to tell stories without being there. And that's where Saints Alive was really born out of, was out of that leaving LA and me being really confused at that time of like, you know, God, you called me to be an actor and filmmaker and now I'm leaving the the center of creative world and what am I going to do next? And then, yeah, God is, you know, amazing and put Saints Alive into our lives. 
Wow, what a neat backstory there and how that all kind of came to be. I presume it would not be easy to be in that type of environment and be a, a committed Catholic and you know, want to excel in your profession and at the same time make sure that you're bringing the Catholic faith through in a way that glorifies God. So really commend you all for that decision because I'm certain that it was not an easy one at all. Yeah, it was it was much easier for Melissa than it was for me, <laughs> because because Melissa, did you mention this? I'm not sure if you if you mentioned that you're she's a pediatric nurse. Yeah, so I'm not. I don't care about Hollywood. <laughs> I was ready to get out. <laughs> yeah, I dragged her out there. I tricked her. I proposed to her, <laughs> and then I dragged her out to L.A. Um, but yeah, it was. It's there are. I always like to say that there are really good people in Hollywood. Really great Catholics. There are good people that still are out there and, you know, trying to fight the good fight. It's just that there's a lot of cards stacked against us. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we really wanted to do what we could to start to stack the against and start to stack the cards in our favor with great stories. So what does the process look like? Maybe if you kind of dove in just a little bit further and, and moving from LA to where you are now and getting started with the Saints Alive podcast. So we got back, um, we had our son in March, 2020, and that was kind of the kick in the pants we needed to really leave. And then it was about a year of Alex just kind of being this frustrated artist. Um, (laughs) And I was just watching him and wanting to help him, but it really happened. It was um, July 4th and our best friend Tanner came out to Vermont where we live to come visit us. And he, Alex and Tanner were just... Ever since I met them both, they've always just had so many incredible ideas. And they were sitting in the kitchen late at night. It was like 11 o'clock at night. And they were like, man, we should, you know, we could do this movie or this series. Or what if we started this podcast or this apostolate? And I think it was the Holy Spirit. But I was like, you guys, if you want to do something, now is the time. You know, you have to start and you have to take this leap because you can't just keep talking about these ideas. And that was that. That was kind of, I don't know exactly what our expectations were. I can tell you that I did not think this would be my husband's full-time job. Mm -hmm. I did not think it was going to take off the way that it did, but I just wanted to go for it and give it our all and just see what happened. And so we prayed about it for the summer and we decided that a podcast would be the best medium to try to reach people right now, the easiest way to do it remotely on a small budget. And yeah, the rest is just kind of history. I feel like we have a similar story in always bouncing these ideas back and forth. And in the last couple of years, we've kind of gotten to that point where we're like, we have to just get at it and try something and see if God takes it and makes it fruitful or if it's just something we had to try out and get out of the way. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, I love that you guys chose a podcast format, and we came across the Saints Alive podcast shortly after you guys launched it, and it has so much depth and beauty to it. It's so engaging for them, and they have just really loved it. They take all the Saints stories and reenact them as they play, and it's been so fruitful for our family. 
Oh, yeah. that's great. That's amazing. Well, I think that children really enjoy storytelling and listening yeah. to stories. I mean, I'm sure you know many children just like ours, they love hearing bedtime stories and being told stories and they always want to read or be read too. And so the podcast itself, the Saints Alive podcast, really brings some of these really positive stories and these conversations around the saints and really makes it real for children in a world where there's just so much other content that they could be consuming, which is probably not very productive to their Catholic faith. Right. And so it's an honor to have, you know, those stories be brought into the household. And frankly, we learn a lot from them because yeah. we're going around doing our normal household work and chores and running the farm and homestead. And then in the background, we hear the Saints Alive podcast. And I'm like, mm. oh, I didn't know that about that saint. That's really interesting. <laughs> and then my children lecture me about it because now they know more than I do. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. That's so great. So in general... You know, obviously, we provide a testimonial for the Saints Alive podcast. Has that been the general consensus and the feedback you all have received? Have, has there been, you know, really good stories or positive comments that you've, you know, received back about it? Or what's kind of been the general consensus? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's been crazy. It's such a blessing to hear the stories that have come out from families listening, uh, all the way from like a woman who contacted us to let us know that she's converting to Catholicism after listening to the podcast, which was just, that That's was, amazing. yeah, that really floored us. We were like, I guess we're doing something kind of important. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it was, it, I mean, it's all glory to God and, you know, he's blessed this apostolate. It's, it's his hand and we can't, take the credit it's, and these are his stories of his saints but the um there has been so much amazing feedback we have this you know melissa can go through them too but there's this one picture that we received from this family of this girl kneeling down in like the dirt outside her house praying a rosary on her knees after listening to saint joan of arc just just because she was ex inspired to pray the rosary by herself for like the first time wow, and it's so just sweet. it's just so amazing and then, um, yeah, Melissa, do you have anything else that you want to... Like, no, I mean, the message is it's really humbling. And I can say with certainty that I think that is what kept us going. Starting this has been probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. <laughs> um, it's been so much fun and such an adventure, but long, painful hours working and not knowing exactly how we're going to make ends meet or make a go of it. And things are finally, um, I feel like we're finally getting our head above water and figuring all of this out. But it's really those messages that kept us going and kept us inspired and kept us focused, not on our own success, but just on that original call to move hearts to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. What a blessing. It's, that's absolutely amazing. I generally figure that the feedback was pretty positive, but <laughs> I'm sure that the stories that you all are receiving are incredibly heartwarming and probably overwhelming in some capacities. And yeah, I'm sure it's absolutely yeah, amazing. Just talking to friends of ours that I've introduced to the podcast and hearing how it's been such a hit, like it's an automatic, yeah, our family loves it. And they're just automatically drawn into being subscribed and waiting for the next podcast. It's, mm. it's very naturally welcoming into the home I think that's awesome so as you guys have been writing these stories and recording them are there any saints that have their stories have really stood out to you and your family and really impacted your faith 
Yeah. It's funny. I, I kind of recently, I was just talking about this with somebody else, but I actually always struggled with the saints growing up. And really until we started this podcast, I grew up homeschooled and my mom would read us saint stories, but I, I was intimidated by the saints for the first 29 years of my life. Um, I just felt like I couldn't relate to them and people that had all these devotions. I was like, man, I just, I don't get it. I'm not holy enough for these saints. So, you know, the Lord has just like worked through that and destroyed my perception of who the saints were in a beautiful way. And I think, I don't know. I mean, I feel like every saint we do, I'm like, that's my new favorite. (laughs) But, um, I think St. Josephine Bikita is someone I didn't know her story. And I was able to write that script through a time where my extended family was kind of in crisis and reading her words of, um, the meaning behind suffering. And, um, it was just such a comfort to me at that time. And her story is just incredible. So that would be mine. I don't know what yours is. Yeah. I feel like the same effect happens. Like after every episode we do, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is my new favorite one. But I think for me, the perception that I always had of the saints was like, yeah, like they're the people on the stained glass windows and kind of like this un, this untouchable level of like holiness. But what's so beautiful about diving into the lives of these amazing people is that they were people and, you know, they were mm-hmm. human and they had, you know, faults and a childhood and they grew into their faith. They, you know, some of the most amazing saints weren't, um, you know, even born Catholic, they were, you know, they were all sinners who chose holiness. And I think like diving into their lives just helps kids like look at them. It helps us all look at them and really be inspired because it wasn't like they were just on automatic, you know, holiness the entire time of their life. You know, it really took struggle and work and they had, yeah, they had a journey. Um, and so that's been really inspiring to me as someone who is also on a journey trying to do his best, you know, getting his family to heaven. But the, um, I guess the story that really sticks out to me, there's a couple of them, like I have a couple of favorites. I think St. Thomas More, St. Padre Pio, and St. Joseph are ones I always keep coming back to as some of my favorites, just because they're just these, yeah, just the amazing men of faith. And um, each of them had to meet incredible challenges in their lives and they did it with such grace and courage. And yeah, those are a few of my, few of my favorites right there. Yeah. I kind of relate to what you guys are saying. I'm actually a convert to Catholicism. And whenever I first started learning about the faith, I had a sense that the saints were actually really present to me and I had never been, I grew up Protestant and I had heard some people, some of the most famous saints, like their names in passing, but I never really understood the concept of saints and I had never really heard anyone's stories. But in my period of discerning conversion, I was just very inspired by the saints' lives and how committed to death they were to the faith. And it it was something that I remember being present at that point. And then I don't remember very much thought or interaction or learning about the saints up until the last couple years. And of course, through your guys' podcast, again, 
they have helped listening to their stories. It really has also given me the concept that they were people just like me and just like the people I know. And it helps me to visualize my own journey towards heaven. I will say that I really appreciated St. Padre Pio's episode. I have heard a little bit about him through the years, and he is obviously a very bold personality. (laughs) And I appreciated that. He also might have scared me a little bit. Yeah. from his boldness but through your guys' story I like felt pretty connected to him and it was right around that time I was having some health issues and ended up in the hospital one day and my priest brought me a relic of St. Padre Pio and blessed me with it wow. and wow. I was like wow it, was, it kind of felt like Padre Pio came to me and he gave me comfort and solace and also a lot of courage because mm. that was a pretty trying and scary time for our family. But I, I did love that episode and I love hearing his story. Wow. That's powerful. I mean, and I, that's, I actually had the same kind of knee jerk view with him for some reason. I don't really know why. Um, like I, I think honestly, you know, you can't really talk to, I, I have an Italian half family and I think that like the, Many Italians just like they like you know really love Padre Pio to the point of just being like, if you don't know who Padre Pio is, like shame on you. <laughs> and I think there's some sort of like kind of like cultural cultural knee jerk that's like been you know smashed across my face throughout my life or something with that. And so I had like this kind of fear when it came to his story, but I don't even know where it came from, but it's so, I mean, he is intense. He's like, he is an intense saint. I've just, yeah, after doing his story and, and learning about him, like I have just, yeah, I've really grown so much closer to, to him and yeah. And his courage and his intensity, but I had the same sort of. Well, I think if you hear his story, without the broader picture of like God's mercy mm-hmm. and his love that is so much bigger. You're just going to remember like he was attacked and, and he had the stigmata. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. a lot of suffering and yeah. parts that were filled <clears throat> with, you know, scary parts. But um, that, that was a tough story to tell because, you know, we really don't want to dumb these stories down, but mm-hmm. we also don't want to scare kids. So it's always that fine line. But I'm glad, I don't know, I'm glad that that struck you. And that's beautiful that you were brought a relic. That's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It does make me think how you're looking back on a lot of history for these saints across all types of generations and time periods. What does the process look like for going out and researching a saint's story and then figuring out a way of kind of compiling it into a story that is easily accessible by children or even adults? Yeah, it's not easy. Um, <laughs> and I think we're learning as we do it. The We started with um, the more popular saints initially, like St. Valentine, St. Patrick. And we know some about their life, but a lot of it is legend, which was kind mm-hmm. of fun. But now that we've gotten into, I'm writing our JP2 script and you can just so easily become so burdened with all of the facts and the details. And what we've kind of realized is that what we need to do is tell the story of their heart 
And that's what needs to drive the story. So, I mean, we could spend years researching just one saint, but we would drive ourselves crazy and we would never make anything. Mm -hmm. So we usually just try to find a couple books and stick to those. And obviously, you know, we have a fact checker and a theology checker, and we try to stay true to everything that happened, but also just letting the heart of that saint drive the story because otherwise we'll just be bogged down by research. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always imagine that that is probably a really challenging aspect of it. It, I'm sure, is involves a lot of prayer and guidance and support because you're right. There, these stories are so big because these people's commitment to God was so big, mm-hmm. uh, and it's worthy of being told and shared. And hopefully, those stories are continuing to be used around the world through all of history in order to inspire others to live more committed to God and through their Catholic faith. Yeah. Yeah. So how has, obviously, you have the Saints Alive podcast, which I'm sure takes up an enormous amount of time through research and production and recording and conversations and promotion and all kinds of uh, facets of running that organization effectively. How has running and developing the Saints Alive podcast changed your Catholic house and your family's lives? Yeah, it's um, has really been an inspiring process for us as well, because I think we mentioned, yeah, I mean, we knew about the saints, obviously, as Catholics, but we just, we were never as connected to them as we are now. And we really started this podcast out of like, um, another point of inspiration to start it was having our son and wanting to give him content that we, we knew we trusted and that we knew were, that we knew it was going to inspire his faith and bring him closer to Christ. And he's young, he's only three, but he asks for these stories like every day too, which is really, really amazing. So he's growing up and he'll be able to listen to these, uh, you know, powerful stories of the faith. And I wish that when I was a kid, like, you know, I had such a respect and amazement with the saints as he's going to be able to grow up with, with listening to these stories. Um, so it's really helped us in our, you know, kind of our strict selfish terms here. Like it's really helped us get him, uh, to, uh, look to the faith in a, you know, inspiring adventurous way. And yeah, like it's definitely challenged us as like the more that we've dived into learning about the saints and their lives, it's, it's just constantly, brought us inspiration as well. Like I think like every time Melissa's diving into the research and doing writing, there's not one time that goes by where she's like, wow, like, did you know so-and-so did, did this? And did you know like this happened and then this miracle and like they helped get this thing done in the church? And so there's been so many moments when we've just been like so inspired by the saints ourselves and doing this. And yeah, it's just been a gift it's all, all, all around, like it's been a sacrifice. Yes, it's been really difficult to do this project. But at the end of the day, it's been an amazing gift to ourselves spiritually and also to to, to our, our very young family. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the other huge part about this outside of the content that we're making is just... Um, I think that it has been really good for our marriage and our family. Um, Alex likes to say that I have a vice grip on control um, (laughs) and I've had to slowly let go of that. Um, 
like I said, I was a pediatric nurse before we started this and I'm very practical and I like things to be controlled and planned out. And, um, that's not always the case in production. And that's not always the case when you take the leap and start your own business. So that's been really, really beautiful for us. And just embracing our marriage and family life as less controlled and just more as of an adventure together. Yeah. 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 Do you find that the Saints Alive podcast is being played throughout your house on repeat? <laughs> yes. 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 That does happen yeah. sometimes. Sometimes it's the only way we can get work done. Yes. Like, please. <laughs> we released the first episode of our podcast, and I think I've heard it probably a dozen times at this point in the house because the children just want to continue to listen yeah. to it. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. So I guess aside from just the conversations about the saints or the Saints Alive podcast in the house, are there any other particular Catholic traditions or celebrations that are uniquely important to the way that your Catholic home is operated and run? Yeah, we end every day in it with a, a family rosary. Melissa and I, uh, you know, we'll start praying. Generally, James or our daughter will be awake or falling asleep and then they'll fall asleep during the rosary. But yeah, we do that every day. And that's really like the only thing. I mean, that's one of the, I don't know, we've had a lot of, yeah, really difficult days with getting production done and yeah, me taking the the leap to do this full time from, you know, leaving a, a full-time ministry job that I could have just stayed in and remained comfortable, but it was just not, uh, where I was being called to be and, um, making that leap was really difficult for me. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, as a father, like I'm just so focused on providing stability and I felt like that was, it was a leap, but, um, the rosary is something that we have plugged into and really try to stay committed to as a daily, daily thing that we do. Yeah. We keep trying to add new habits like daily mass and confession and, Daily confession? Not daily. <laughs> I should go to daily confession. Um, and we keep failing and trying again. But I think Alex is a very disciplined person. And so he's great at holding us accountable to that nightly rosary, no matter how late or how tired. And we just keep trying and failing and trying and failing yeah. at all the other things. Yeah. There are nights when the rosary isn't quite as focused as it should be because we're just so tired and maybe one of us is sleeping <laughs> maybe one of us is falling asleep during it but <laughs> but yeah yeah we try and keep to that the rosary for us is one that i think at least for myself i really have had to change my expectations <clears throat> on what the rosary looks like being prayed in a household with small children yeah yeah i think i always wanted it to be very I think just like anyone else, you have this vision of what holiness looks like in a lot of your prayerful activities, liturgical activities, all there's a vision for what those should look like and really how your children should behave and how you want to be presented in them as well. Right. And I suspect and believe that as I grow older and am completely humbled by raising children and simply the vocation of marriage that I recognize that those expectations are kind of silly in some ways hmm. and that we have these amazing people, the saints, and those around us who often are uh, exhibiting holiness in ways, and we can look to them for inspiration. But ultimately, a lot of it is just continuing to persevere, knowing that it's going to be messy and not look exactly how I think it should look. But ultimately, uh, we're moving towards God. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's in the struggle that you know we can find 
a lot of beauty and just like, I'm going to choose right now to pray and lift this prayer up as messy as it is to God. And he'll see, and he'll do with it as he sees fit. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. From your guys' experience just in your marriage and as your family has continued to grow, would you be able to offer any advice to other people that are just starting out in marriage and starting their families on um, good ways to build a strong foundation for a Catholic home? I think that we had we had kind of like your typical newly married Catholic. Maybe it's not typical. We had a rough first six months of our marriage. Um, it was beautiful and fun, but we were at this crossroads where I wanted to leave LA and Alex didn't. And we were just kind of butting heads on careers and plans and things like that. And um, I think ultimately it was just like, realizing that this wasn't about what Alex wanted. It wasn't about what I wanted. And it was about what God wanted, which is so fundamental to marriage. It's kind of embarrassing that we didn't realize that initially. But I think as far as advice, it's just truly offering up your plans and God's will for your life to him and just letting him take it from there and realizing that it really is supposed to be an adventure. We look at the lives of these saints and not one is the same you know, and good luck finding a boring saint story because they just don't exist. And in marriage, you know, we're called to, we're all called to sainthood and we're called to help our spouse get to heaven. And that is going to be an adventure. And I'm sure you guys experience this starting your own homestead, just taking that leap and knowing that it wasn't going to be the picket fence and the nine to five, there's going to be bumps in the road and, things that you couldn't plan for. But if you place your trust in God and just give it up to him together, I think that that's the best thing you can do. Yeah. And I think there's a quote that we come back to a lot that we heard from one of our friends and they heard it from, I think, a priest during a homily. I don't really know. I can't fully say where this quote came from, (laughs) but um, it's a good one. And uh, it's There are two types of marriages, hard marriages and impossible marriages. That really struck us because like, I think that there's this idea out there that like everything that's good should be easy in our kind of instantaneous world and culture that we now live in. Marriage is a lot of work and it's such a beautiful sacrifice to partake in together, but it's it's never easy to make the sacrifices that are necessary. Sometimes it's easy to, with the, it's easy to do it because you can look at the person next to you and know that you are so in love with them. But the, the actual, I think meat and potatoes of some of the day-to-day things that are necessary in marriage, if you're not looking at it as a, as a call to sacrifice and you're just looking at it as hard, your, your marriage will become impossible because you're not going to be able to make those sacrifices for the other person out of love. And so like, that's been something that we've really come to a lot is that like, you know, when their days are, when the days are hard, it's like, yes, it is. And I love you. And that is the the thing that we come back to a lot. Yeah. And I just think that we look at that as like an adventure. I just think that if more and more marriages looked at each other as like, how do I sacrifice adventurously for you today? There'd be a, you know, a, a way if we can all go through that kind of mental shift, 
marriages would be a lot stronger. And it's something that we, I think we had a, a great, you know, dating relationship. We never fought once. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then we got engaged and we fought like every other day, almost every day, because there's just something that happens when kind of like, yeah, the, the rings go on the finger and life gets real, real fast. But it's also like the greatest adventure. Yeah. So that's something that we really worked on a, a lot is to sacrifice adventurously for each other. Wow. I think that's together in both your comments, there are incredible reminders of the trust, the mercy, all the things that we should attribute to God and really maybe even our position on earth, which is in some ways simply to submit to whatever he asks us to do without hesitation, without reservation. The saints' stories proclaim that theme throughout uh, many of their lives and the way that their stories are told. And you know, you're right, marriage is not easy. And I think that for many people, it's become really scary to even consider marriage. And so to hear about you know the perseverance needed and the trust needed and you know all the the faith aspects of being married now especially for someone maybe who's discerning marriage or just starting marriage and thinking hey this is not like dating <laughs> um that's right. really powerful and those are great reminders so thank you uh, to yeah. both of you for that yeah yeah well if someone wanted to follow along with the saints alive podcast or was interested in supporting the saints alive podcast where would they go? They would go to saintsalivepodcast.com. And yeah, we're also on any um, podcast platform. So Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Apple, Spotify. Saints um, Alive Podcast. Saints Alive Podcast. Yeah. If you, if you just like search Saints Alive, it'll pop up in, you know, whatever podcast platform you, you like to choose. Um, but yeah, saintsalivepodcast.com is a great place to go to. Wonderful. Well, we really appreciate both of you taking time out of your day. We wish you well, and we thank you for the work that you do in bringing the saint stories to our children and many children and households throughout the world. So thank you both. Yeah, well, thank you so much, so much for, for having, having us. us. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Little Way Farm and Homestead podcast. Check out the show notes for more information about this episode and be sure to tune in next week.